This is episode 225, Let Go of People Pleasing So You Can Truly Enjoy Being Around Others with Emily. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the first show of 2020. First show of the new year. How exciting. I hope you had a beautiful and safe and healthy new year. If you missed out on my last two Coaches Corners, I did a New Year's ritual where I guided you through a decade in review and led you through meditation to manifest 2020. For those of you that have been in my tribe for years, this is different than the normal New Year's ritual I send out every year. I amended it and updated it. So go back and check out those two podcasts. And it's not too late to do your New Year's ritual and decade and review. We're really in the New Year energy for most of January. So go ahead and dive in and come into 2020 with intention. And also, if you're not feeling all hyped up for this new year, I was just scrolling through Instagram and there are just so many posts. Almost every post I see is, this is your best year yet and 2020 is amazing and you can do it and no more excuses and a lot of the rah-rah stuff, which is great. I love motivation. I love positive thinking, all of that. But I also really love honoring what's present for you. And for many of us, especially us empaths, the end of 2019 was pretty intense. There was a massive clearing that happened for a lot of us, and it was kind of a heavy time for for many of us. And so if you're just kind of feeling a little tired (laughs) and like you want to rest before you grab your pom-poms and cheer your way into the next year, that's okay. Really honor where you are. That's the best way you can walk into this new year is honor where you are and give yourself what you need for where you are rather than expecting yourself to be somewhere else. So our holiday, especially our Christmas, was a little interesting. I'd say that both Steph and I had a bit of an expectation hangover. We came to Perth, Australia, which is his hometown, where it's summer. So that was part of my expectation hangover because I don't like a hot Christmas. I like to be all cozy. And then we just, our, our plans just went amok. We made this reservation at a restaurant because we were supposed to go to his brother's, but his brother was moving. So it just was too much of a, too much of a hassle. And so we made this reservation online, get to the restaurant. The restaurant's closed. There was nowhere to eat. His brother just went to his wife's house. Steph and I came home. We had been kind of off, so our energy wasn't super connected. We just came back to our apartment where we're staying. I had some potatoes, some grass-fed beef, and some kale in the fridge. So I end up cooking that <laughs> in our little kitchenette. We watched a pretty crappy Christmas movie, and I think I took a nap. And that was our Christmas. And for me, Christmas is usually a really, really big deal. I love Christmas, but this is just what it was this year. And the more I thought about how it wasn't the Christmas I wanted, the more depressed I got and also the more ungrateful I got. And the more I thought about how many people 
were having a way worse Christmas than I was, weren't in a warm house, weren't with someone that they loved, didn't have all the blessings that I did, then it really snapped me back into what matters most. And I just set the intention that next year when we're in our new home in Austin, I'm going to like really do Christmas and make up for this past year. And so whatever your holiday season was, I hope that you just are at peace with it, can accept it, can see it as another growth and learning opportunity, and most importantly, can slipstream right into the gratitude for how truly blessed you are. All right, moving on to a couple of announcements. We are teaching a workshop in Australia, January 11th, that is almost sold out because we are teaching breath work. We are limiting the number of people that we can have in this workshop. And like I said, it's close to being sold out. So go to christinehasler.com slash Australia. Even though it's in Brisbane, it is very reasonably priced. So if you're in Sydney, Melbourne, even if you're on the East Coast, come over. We reasonably priced it so that you could budget for airfare and all that kind of stuff. There's reasonably priced hotels around where we're doing it. Just again, go to christinehasler.com slash Australia to get all the details and to register. We're not going to be back in Australia until an Australian winter. So either like July, 2021. So this is your chance for the next year and a half to come and be with us. Also my spring retreat that's back in the U S in San Diego, March 6th through 8th. That is filling up as well. It's the most powerful work I do just for ladies, christinehasser.com slash spring dash retreat. Come join me in March and get ready for your life to change. I have a great call today with Emily. And this is a call that really gets interesting as we go on. You know, a lot of times in the beginning, it takes a little while for the person to feel comfortable. It takes me a while to really be able to zone in and tap into where we need to go. But this, we really get to some beautiful, beautiful epiphanies in this call. And if you are both a people pleaser and an introvert, this is an important call for you to listen to. So as you're listening to this call, for all of you, consider, did you grow up where you had a lot of expectations and pressure put upon you? Do you feel you are a people pleaser? Do you often make decisions based on how other people may react versus what you truly want to do? Are you ever irritable with others? Do people just annoy you and sometimes you honestly can't be bothered to socialize or make small talk? It's just exhausting. So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my call with Emily. Emily, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. Thank you for this opportunity. I have people-pleasing tendencies and I've done some coaching in the past and I just want to be able to get past it for it not to be an issue anymore. And the thing that triggered the whole, well, I work work with some people that I find really triggering and it's not because they're all nice people and lovely people, but I find that when they try and make conversation, I interpret it as being nosy. And mm. also it's almost like I just can't, I don't, can't be bothered and can't, don't really want to expose myself. And I feel like I hold back in a sense and I worry that they're going to sense that in me as a bit of resistance mm-hmm. and yeah, I worry what they think. And then I, I try not to snap or be um, short tempered with them. So it's these things, but I, I'm sort of guessing that it's got something to do with people pleasing. Mm-hmm. I know it's a recurring thing for me and I know it's all about me. It's not about the people. 
So I just wonder what your thoughts were on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, beautiful awareness. So if I'm hearing you accurately, there's there's a couple of things. There's the people pleasing, caring what people think, but then there's mm-hmm. the also just being kind of annoyed by people and really not wanting mm-hmm. to chat with them. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. Okay. So we all have a little bit of people pleasing because we all have egos and we all, I don't know really too many humans that don't care at all about what people think. I mean, there's always, even if we're, we've done a lot of work on ourselves, especially people that are important to us, it it does matter to some extent. It's, we just want to make it matter to a healthy extent because it's actually healthy to be concerned about what, how we're treating other people and what they think about us. If we didn't care at all, we'd be more in a personality disorder, narcissistic tendencies or those kinds of things. So I don't want you to think that caring what people think is totally bad or wrong. It's not this huge problem that you need to solve. It's more about how people pleasing disturbs your peace. So there's a line between wanting to be kind to other people wanting to be seen for who we are, not wanting to be judged, and then letting it disturb our peace if someone's mad at us or someone doesn't like us or turning into a chameleon or compromising on our own values in order to please someone else. So how extreme of a people pleaser do you think that you are? I do think about it a lot and I do constantly, if I want to do something, I, I also think, oh, what if I don't do it? Or what if, what would that person think about me? So I always back put it, it's a, always a, it's like a factor yeah. in my decision-making sometimes. So I do say that I do consider it with most things really. Yeah. So do you consider what people will think or how you'll be perceived above, do I really want to do this? Yes, I'll give you a perfect example. My sister's getting married in February and I don't want to go, but then, because she doesn't live in the same state as I, she doesn't live in the same vicinity as me. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's goals that I want to achieve this year and I feel like that money could go towards that. And then I instantly worry, oh, what am family going to think? What is she going to think? And because instead of honoring what I want to do, Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's an example of something current, but yes, I, I, are you close to her? I am. Okay. Well, we got close as we've got older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you think, forget about what other people are going to think. Do you think that down the road you'd regret not going? See, I don't know, but I, I feel like if I make the decision, I have to just stick with whether or not I feel the, rec- like, I, I can't let that be a factor later on because it was a decision that was right for me at this time. Mm-hmm. So it would be a case of if that regret came up, I might just have to, you know, just say, or actually remind myself of the, how I felt at the time when I was making that decision. Yeah. And that I felt right at that time. Well, the interesting thing about people pleasing is that it can limit our possibility thinking because it is possible for you to go to that wedding and do things that you want to do financially. You never know what the universe is going to bring in for you. And so sometimes the thing with people pleasing is that we've done so much out of obligation that there comes a point where we're just tired of showing up for other people. And I'm just curious, are you older or younger than your sister? I'm older. And what has been your role in the family? The oldest and this person that's gone forward and sort of paved the way for others. 
a lot of expect, well, I felt a lot of expectations put on by my parents and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, to go to school, to get good grades, to get good job, get good career, that sort of thing. So I feel like my, my family, they look up to me, but that is my perception of it. No one's actually said, oh, this is what we expect of you, but it sort of was um, inferred. Right. So you felt a lot of pressure. Yeah, especially with grades and um, getting a good career and getting a good job that, you know, that pays well and doing that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Right. So here's what I sense, Emily. I'm sensing, and I, I started to sense this when you were talking about the people at work that you just can't be bothered with. Yeah. What I'm picking up on is just exhaustion and anger. So one, you're just so tired of having to live up to other people's expectations. You had a lot of responsibility in your family growing up. You thought that how you got love was to please your parents. So it's not a surprise to me that you have people pleasing tendencies because in so many ways, that's who you thought you had to be and what you thought you had to do in order to get love. And anything that we have, any any time of behavior, any kind of personality pattern that is attached to getting love is really hard to shake. And then I think that you have just realized there's been lots of compromise and lots of sacrifice and you've done a lot of things that are obligation and that you think that you're supposed to do. And there's a part of you that's like, what about me? And that's just really kind of pissed off about the whole situation and really can't be bothered by people anymore because you've spent your whole life up until now living for other people. And so my concern is that there may be, and I see this with people pleasers, it can sometimes tip to isolating and pulling back from the world. And I'm just curious if you're feeling like that's happening a little bit. Yeah, I I do feel the exhaustion. I do feel like I can't be motivated to do things. I do push through it. Once I've said yes to something, I like to honor that. Sure. Then, yeah, so I have in that sense, not isolated myself where I've actually wanted to cancel. I've actually stepped into integrity and tried to, well, I've said yes to this, so I'll see through. And then actually when I've gone out and done that thing, I felt, I I felt it didn't feel as bad as when I, you know, was deliberating whether or not to do it. Right. Often integrity can be renegotiating our agreements. So the word that you said that I just want to bring your awareness to is I push through. And as a kid, how many times did you have to do something that you really didn't want to do? loads of times. Yeah. 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 And in a sense, you're parenting yourself, how you were parented, you're pushing yourself. And so you're bouncing between people pleasing and doing things out of obligation and just pulling away. And I'm even wondering, I hear you on the financial bit, not wanting to go to your sister's wedding, but I mean, wondering if I had more time with you and we dug deeper, if there's even some some anger, some resentment that you feel towards your family or you feel towards your sister that's influencing this decision and the finances are perhaps just an excuse. Mm. That's interesting because I don't feel like there's anything there because I think we've sort of mended it. Like when we were younger, we fought a lot and we disagreed on a lot of things. But actually I did some coaching not too long ago where I took responsibility for my actions and I actually reached out and I apologized for how I treated her. Which is so I feel like we've mended things. Which is nice. And it's it's part of it. And you might have mended mm-hmm. things as your adult relationship. But 
you taking responsibility and mending the adult relationship, you've left the little girl behind. And even before I'd coach anybody to take responsibility for their actions, I'd first coach them into having massive compassion for why they're acting the way they're acting. And the piece that I feel is missing, and again, I acknowledge you for doing that. I think that was beautiful coaching. I think it's beautiful that you have mended a lot of that relationship with her. But at the same time, you've disregarded a lot of the the anger, the sadness, the overwhelming sense of responsibility. And I think there's some part of you that even in doing that is like, oh, here I go. I'm the one taking responsibility again. It's all on me. And I think you felt that a lot. So there's lots of parts of us, Emily, and the part of you, the adult part of you that wanted to mend the relationship and is having a better relationship with her sister. That's great. We acknowledge her. We applaud her. She did so well, but she's also got to take care of that little one inside. How did you feel growing up? What was it like for you? Uh, My parents did the best they could, you know, try to shield us from the world and like, um, pain and suffering but I felt like school was really tough for me in the sense of it felt like a performing I was constantly having to perform and grades were a huge thing I never had good I never got good grades at school and I felt it was just that shame and just you know that sense of failure and again not meeting up meeting expectations and not being clever enough or smart enough so I felt like it was in many ways a slog in a sense, like mm-hmm. sort of like, oh yeah, just keep going and keep mm-hmm. striving and trying to be mm-hmm. something that I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a lot of effort. Yeah. Yeah. So shame, feeling not enough, a lot of effort. There's a lot in there. There's a lot that anyone would be angry about. Mm-hmm. Can you see that? Yeah. And this doesn't discount your parents did the best they could. Absolutely. They won, they 100% did. And a lot of times parents, especially from a previous generation, really thought that pushing their child was the best way to parent them because that would guarantee they'd have a good life if they had a good job and good grades and all those kinds of things. But often what was overlooked was the feelings and it's important to have both. And so from my perspective, you really have an opportunity here to go into some of the feelings. I can tell you're very smart. I can tell you do an amazing job of thinking things through. But when it comes to processing your anger, really feeling your feelings and dealing with just some of the the pressure that you felt, like one of the things that can bring up a lot of anger as an adult is just feeling very pressured as a child. When I tune into it, I can hear you just yelling, I just want to be a kid. Let me be a kid. Mm. It feels like you just had to grow up real fast. And I think that's why there's this wanting to pull away. Of course, wanting to please because that's what you were taught that you needed to do to be loved, to be validated, all those things. But then there's this also this part of you. And again, this is a part I'm concerned about that is just wanting to withdraw. And I think that's more of a reaction to just feeling exhausted and a little angry about everything that's happened so far more than it is totally 100% a self-honoring choice. Mm. What do you think? Well, I never thought of it that way, actually. That explains a lot of the reason why I don't fill up for things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, but if, if you really feel into it, don't, do you desire soul friends and connection and people to see you and being excited about going out and doing things? Yeah. 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 So my recommendation would be if you resonate with my work to either get expectation hangover or to join personal mastery, because that's more of an ongoing program where you get coaching from me every month and start expressing and feeling a lot of the, it's like allowing your younger parts to express. And the important thing to mention is that when we deal with our anger and our sadness from childhood, from young adulthood, it doesn't mean that we don't love and appreciate our family. It actually often leads to better relationship with our family because we're not dealing with, we're not carrying around old wounding. And so I can tell because you got the coaching, you reached out to your sister. There's a part of you that really desires to have a connection to your family and have a more healthy relationship. And I think that you've, you've taken a lot of responsibility and turned a lot of that anger on yourself Mm. instead of also having compassion for the tremendous pressure that was put upon you. Yeah. So if you could speak to, let's say like around 10 years old, because around 10 years old, you're still a little girl, but you're also like almost a fully formed human. (laughs) So let's, let's bring that 10 year old girl into your awareness. Just close your eyes for a moment. And I just want you to go back in time and picture her, you know, picture the pressure that she felt, picture the responsibility, picture her role as an older sibling and just look at her through, through the eyes of compassion. And what would you say to her? I would say it's, um, it's okay. And that I, I see her, mm-hmm. you know, I understand and I'm sorry that she feels the pressure and, you know, that she's sad and feels that she can't cope that she doesn't have to do it all. Mm-hmm. She could just be herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And can you feel the emotion that's coming up? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the work. That's the opportunity. That's the healing that's there for you. It's just reconnecting to her. Mm-hmm. She just needs to be seen and needs a little more compassion and also yeah. needs to have the opportunity to maybe express some of her anger. Because when someone feels really, really, really pressured, it definitely can trigger anger. But especially as girls, we often internalize that mostly against ourselves. We become incredibly self-critical and it leaks out by being irritable at others. Mm, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So just know I see that little Emily and I see how big of a heart she has and how much she wants to be in the world and be seen. And she just needs a little attention and a little loving parenting from, from big Emily. Yeah. Any questions? That's great. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't expect that at all. I knew it had something to do with the people pleasing, but I couldn't, I couldn't see how that was connected. So thank you. Yeah. Well, you were ready to see it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just sending you so much love. Thank you, Christine. My pleasure. 
Thank you, Emily, for your honesty and vulnerability in this call. Just like so many of our coaching sessions on the show, I'm sure very many people can relate to your journey and learned a lot from your vulnerability. So let's explore this session a bit. Emily identified she has a people-pleasing pattern, but she also finds herself withdrawing a lot from people, which is a bit contradictory. Why is this? If she's truly running people-pleasing patterns, wouldn't she just suck it up because her fear of disappointing people would overcome any desire to withdraw and isolate? Mm, Not really. And here's a trend I see. And this isn't written in stone or backed by any scientific research. It comes from my observation of people for over 15 years and my own intuition. So here it is. People-pleasing is a pattern that begins when we form a belief at a young age that we get more validation and love and avoid criticism or punishment if we're just good and make sure we're doing what others want us to do. It begins as a pattern as a very early age, but it's just that. It's a pattern. It's not who we are. It's not an aspect of our personality or soul expression. So the pattern of people-pleasing interacts with different personalities in different ways. I've noticed, and here's where the theory really comes in, that people who have more extroverted personalities work with a people-pleasing pattern by consistently showing up, acting how other people want them to act, and often over-involving themselves with others. On the other hand, introverted, introspective personalities and natures tend to at some point get overwhelmed with the energy that the people-pleasing pattern takes. So they just end up withdrawing as a way not to disappoint people and protect themselves. If they disappear a little bit, then there's less chance of having to use their energy to people, please. And I feel that was the case with Emily. She's exhausted. She's so tired of needing to be a certain way for others. So in her words, she can't be bothered. And rather than speaking up for herself or clearly communicating her needs, she ends up retreating. I feel that one of the reasons she doesn't want to go to her sister's wedding is that the thought of having to make small talk with people and please others and live up to their expectations, especially her family, is really draining. So she makes a self-protective choice to isolate. Of course, I heard her that the money is part of it. However, I found that when we really want to do something and it's important to our heart, we find the resources to do it. Now, the other thing that was happening for Emily was quite a bit of repressed emotion. You heard the emotion that came forward for her when we began talking about how much pressure she felt as a child. I acknowledge her for taking ownership and making amends with her sister, yet I pointed out that perhaps she was not as compassionate or acknowledging about her own feelings. There's anger and sadness that Emily is carrying around, and it's important for her to acknowledge it and feel it. When we repress our anger, it can lead to irritability, lack of desire to do anything, exhaustion, because anger takes a lot of energy to repress, a bit of depression or a lot of depression, and definitely a sense of why bother when it comes to engaging with others. So I really encourage Emily to express her emotions, to allow herself to feel, to connect with that little one that we started to connect with in the call, and to really tap into her rage and anger. This is such an important thing, and this is one of my takeaways for you, especially for women. We really hold our anger inside, and a lot of us think we're not angry, but if you're irritable, if you're depressed, if you're wanting to withdraw, I know that a lot of times that can feel like sadness, but usually what's underneath that is a lot of anger. So feel, got to feel your feelings. I talk about this so much on the show. It's not about indulging in them, but it's about expressing them in a healthy way. Grab expectation hangover, enroll in my personal mastery course, come to the spring retreat. The spring retreat, you have an opportunity to participate in an anger burn, which will not only clear a lot of the anger, but it'll make you more comfortable with anger so that you know how to express both anger and grief when you leave. So it's an incredible tool. 
So some other takeaways for you. Evaluate some of the choices you made lately. Are they truly authentic and in alignment with what you really want? Or are you doing things out of either obligation and people-pleasing or avoidance? Connect with that little one inside who decided a long time ago that people-pleasing was the only way to get love and help her or him understand that love is not about doing what others want you to do. And take some of the massive pressure and expectations off yourself, especially if you felt a lot of them from your parents. Reparent yourself in the ways you wanted to be parented. And then dive into emotional release and especially anger work. Like I said, Expectation Hangover, my personal mastery course, which is christinehasser.com slash mastery, and the spring retreat, christinehasser.com slash spring dash retreat, are all resources and tools that I offer that I know can support you in doing that. All right. That's it. First show of the new year. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to sharing more with you in 2020 and beyond. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.